0: I'm Scott This is Gavin And I'm
1: Craig This is gonna be great Pointless podcast bollocks Can't
2: you just try and enjoy yourself I don't fucking know what number episode this is Calm down Tell you what, you two are both fucked in the head Right, let's get some features done. What's not, Scott? Mess or science? Grind my gears? Drag Loki.
1: Can't we just talk instead of these stupid features? Calm down. (laughs) I'm not keen on dogs with tails.
2: Hey, what are you talking about?
0: I'm sick of him, and I'm sick of you. Chill the fuck out, man. Jeez, I'm scared to say anything now in case I sound like another Jim Henson creation. Talking bollocks again, are we, Scott? I had a goldfish called
2: Pete for 23 years. It wasn't the same fish. You just bought a new one every time it died. I know, that's what I mean. Welcome to Magic Nestle. Right, go on, switch that off. Come on.
1: Hey, it's Craig. Welcome to Majors Mess Hall, episode 25. We'll be interviewing Bernie Robershaw. That's coming up. Uh, I'm afraid I wasn't there for the interview with uh, Gavin, Scott and Cyrus. Uh, I was actually busy, but the cons plan- <laughs> planned it anyway without me. They were moaning that I wasn't busy, but I was. But the funny thing is, they couldn't be bothered to do this intro. Anyway, enough bollocks from me. I won't go on any longer. Here's the interview with Bernie. See ya.
3: Old man gave me that when I was in grade seven. Safety always off. Told me he was proud of me once. Fucking prick. Hand over the catcher bitch tits. Bang. I gotta spell it for you? Now say you're sorry. Kiss my hand. Fuck off. I got work to do. I made it fucking big disco. I'm in the piss game now. Please fucking disguise us, Frudos. Now get the fuck out here. Here's fucking Cyrus. Hey, Benny. Hey, man. How are you?
0: Good, man. How are you?
3: Pretty good. Thank you.
0: We appreciate you coming on the podcast tonight. We know you're a busy person. All good. So, so on, on the air, on the air with you right now. I'm from, I'm Scott uh, from Chicago, and then you got Gavin from Nova Scotia. Well, I'm not, I'm not
2: from Nova Scotia, but I'm, I live here now. Obviously, I'm, I'm originally from Liverpool, uh, UK. I know. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure because <laughs> I've, I've met you a few times, but I, I, I know you meet a lot of people, so I wasn't sure if you could remember who it was.
3: Yeah, no, I remember, buddy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, how's things been going? Uh, pretty good. No complaints. Um just finished uh, a new pilot for a new TV series a couple weeks ago Uh, nice Sea Change I hope that I'll uh, go to camera next next uh, spring I I would think it's um, kind of like Haven meets Vampire Diaries
0: oh
2: excellent that sounds well interesting
3: so um, you know yeah uh, it's a it's a good role it's um, it's father of one of the one of the leads so uh, hopefully they won't kill me off. <laughs> <laughs> That'll suck. Hopefully they want to know why the son is like his father or, uh, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Uh, tie the two together. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um,
2: so where was this, f- where was it filmed?
3: I actually filmed it in, uh, Chester. Um, oh, cool. The same producers as, uh, uh as Haven. Oh, okay.
0: It'll be
2: ah, good okay. then.
3: So I, I think it'll, I think it'll be good too. Yeah, uh, it's it's a strong strong cast, uh, and you know the the producers uh, really know what they're doing. So I, I'm grateful and uh, very thankful that I was I was chosen to be part of it. Yeah.
2: Yes. Well, that's a good thing as well that you're working with people that you've obviously you know you've 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 got a relationship with them because you worked with them before on Haven. So you know it's obviously a good thing.
3: Yeah no it uh, yeah it's great yeah I mean uh, yeah it's hard not to uh, you know be thankful for them um, thinking of me you know when I when I auditioned so yeah no, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a feather in the cap I guess yeah now when
0: it yeah. now when it comes to roles you know y- you've done a character for a long time and I'm talking about Cyrus. Do you uh, get typecast a lot? You know, uh, do you find it a problem?
3: Yeah, I've, you know, I've been fortunate, Scott, that uh, I think that, you know, the obs- obscurity of the character Cyrus um, not being in the show uh, every week uh, or every episode um, prevented that from happening. Because, I, you know, I, obviously I did Haven while Trailer Park Boys was, was filming and, and other, other work as well. But, uh, uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think it's uh, just, I was lucky there. I think it could have went the other way because the character was certainly popular enough. But I think it was obscure enough that it prevented me from being uh, typecast or being overlooked uh, because of producers and or directors or the powers that be in any production uh, looking at me and saying, well, yeah, but everybody will look at him and say, you know, what's Cyrus doing on in, in this show or something, you know? Um, so I, I, think that, I think I was I was fortunate that that didn't happen and uh, but grateful at the same time that, you know, the run that the character had over 15 years was... Um, I think was a testament in itself. I mean, oh, you know, a, a, At the same time, yeah.
2: And they they call that the uh, the George Costanza syndrome, I think, because uh, I know that Jason Alexander when he came out of Seinfeld, he just couldn't he couldn't get work because everyone just seen him as George Costanza. So I, sure,
3: I totally get it. I'm sure that happens to a lot of of uh, personalities um, when they are in a hit series. Like Seinfeld or Trailer Park Boys or Mash.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mash.
3: You know, I mean, you don't really see. Um, I think when I look at Mash, the only the only actor that I see that moved really moved on afterward was was um, Alan Alda.
0: Yeah, he's in everything, you know. So, but yeah, everybody else—they're all typecast as. Uh... The characters from that show which mm-hmm. had a long long you know
3: exactly so, but
0: as a as a trailer park fan and a fan of yours I do appreciate that uh, that character it gave me a lot of laughs you know and everybody loves a bad guy
3: they Definitely. seem to man yeah I um, I was and I I guess I was fortunate enough to be chosen as the As the uh, actor that got to play the bad guy, you know, and and uh, always be grateful for that. But you know, after fifteen years and after season nine, it became apparent that the character just really wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't being utilized and/or developed in a way after fifteen years that I had hoped. Yeah, and um, it was just time to move on.
2: So was that a decision on? Did you decide that, or, or have the boys decided that? Uh,
3: no, there was a there was a lot of things that happened uh, after season nine um, that uh, I'm just not going to get into because it's just petty. Yeah. Um, but um, whatever uh, happened, and for whatever reason, and uh, I was. You know, although at the time I thought it was, um, I thought it was petty and kind of grade school esque. Huh. Yeah, I thought you know I'm, 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 okay. I'm, I'm, I'm better off. Um, I had the discussions with my my agents and my managers in Los Angeles as well. And, you know, they, they thought it was time. And, um, uh, rather than making different changes to, to anything, um, I was to make any, everybody happy. I chose to stick with my guns and, um, I moved forward. Um, and that's kind of, that's, I guess that's kind of it in a nutshell without getting all to the nitty gritty and pointing fingers and all that kind of stuff. And I'd just I'm, rather not do that.
2: I meant, yeah. And no, that's, that, that's a, bit, a bit bigger person for doing that, really.
3: Yeah.
0: In, right. in three weeks' time, the show, man, they lost you, Jonathan Torrens, and Lucy. You know, it's going to be really weird not seeing you guys come back you
1: know?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I think, uh, Jonathan probably, I, I would think that, you know, Jonathan probably hit his peak. I mean, he certainly did an awful lot with the show from day one and was in many episodes. So, um, I think probably he probably thought the same way I did in some degree. Um, and I'm sure Lucy to some degree felt the same way too. Although I, um, I don't want to expand on what her issues were. That's up to Lucy to talk about. So yeah, um, yeah, you got three really solid characters there. Um, That yeah, I don't know that they'll be able to be replaced ever. Um, Doesn't matter what anybody does to try to you know bring somebody new into the trailer park. It'd be it would be difficult, I would think. It's kind of like you know losing you know three family members. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you,
2: can, you can't replace them. There's no way.
3: No, you can't. Um, you can you know add more characters, but I don't think that you'll ever have. Um, it'll still be. It won't be the same team, I don't think, without the arch nemesis and without Lucy and without you know, J-Rock and, and, you know, his crew. Um, it, it, just, it just can't be. Just, there's just no way.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see where this new season goes because as, as a fan, personally, I mean, I, I have a hard time accepting new characters because I, I don't feel like it needed any. I feel, I feel like the ones that they had was, was doing a good enough job and the, some of the new ones we brought in, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they the great actors and stuff and they do a great job, but it's hard accepting them as a fan. So to actually start losing cast members as well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go in open-minded and see what I think of it, but yeah, it's just going to be really weird.
3: Yeah, I think probably you won't be the only one, Gavin. You know, there's, there's been a lot of people that have come to me after, even after season eight, because a lot of people thought season eight was um, close to being as close as season five could have been. Yeah. Um. But then season 9, 10, uh, I don't know about 10 and 11, obviously I wasn't involved in it, but uh, I heard a lot of you know, people um, that came to me and said, you know, it's just not the same. Um, you know, it's very difficult, I would think, for, for them to duplicate the genius that Mike Clattenburg brought to the table.
2: Yeah, it's uh, the big boots to fill, definitely.
3: You know, when you don't have the writer and the, and the genius behind the the idea, um, you're re- really running on a basically a template of what was what was um, what was you know popular and what what made it work, um, and you're hoping, I think, with the writing that you put together. And develop uh, that it'll be the same thing and I'm, I'm just not sure that that's ever possible in anything yeah so um, you know I, I wish them the best and uh, hope that uh, they are able to move forward
2: and um, you know- so you've literally like you, have you like you've lost all rights to the name now you can't do the tours or, or anything like that anymore
3: No, well, it was always theirs anyway. It was just that, you know, the original producers um, and Klattenberg and them, they were okay with me doing what I did because it promoted the show. And, uh, you know, nobody, I always was a good ambassador for the show. I, I, you know, I never, never bad mouthed anybody. So I, um, that was, it was just, um, Um, and PA was popular, so, um, yeah, I never really had a problem with the original producers and or, um, so, yeah, when I, um, when things kind of went sour uh, between us, um, uh, yeah, they asked me to take down all my merchandise, uh, told me I couldn't tour anymore, and, um, basically they, uh, yeah, I was I was sent letters by their lawyers saying that if I did, they would sue me.
1: <laughs>
3: Jeez. Wow.
0: Yeah, I know. You know, one thing about you, man, that I really appreciate is, like, every time I've messaged you over the last year, year and a half, you've always responded, man. You know, and I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I was bugging the hell out of you about stand-up. You know, wouldn't you come to Chicago, Wouldn't he come to Chicago. I could, and... probably,
3: I could still do my stand-up because we wrote it initially so that it would be, um, it could be used in any format. Didn't necessarily have to be me as Cyrus on, on stage. I mean, it's pretty hard to take me away from the character. Um, of course it is, yeah.
0: Now, you were originally born in Boston, right?
3: That's right. Yeah. What year did you move?
0: On? What age did you move to Canada?
3: Um, I, I was brought back when my parents. I was a I was a young child at the time when we moved back, and then I spent most of my time uh, in Halifax until I finished high school, and then I started moved globe trotting a little bit I, the United States.
0: I just went to Halifax for the first time in May, and I thought it was pretty. Uh pretty cool we had our first pub crawl and, oh yeah uh, and yeah. listen listeners to this this shitty podcast they uh they came and flew in and hung out with us and oh, the, cool. thi- the, thing the thing that's really bad is it's on a hill man so if you start <laughs> on the bottom and then get drunk yeah. and work your way up to the top and back
3: to the that's bottom not much fun. yeah that's not much fun in that at all no
0: no i didn't know i had to exercise man oh we
3: probably should <laughs> a phone call before you flew out there yeah. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a great city. But you know, I I I've been to Chicago and I I really quite like Chicago too. So it's uh, you know it's actually I you know it's one of my favorite cities is in Chicago. That uh, a lot of great restaurants, the people are very friendly, um, uh, nice architecture. You know, it's 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 a it's a great it's a great town. Well, we're ha- we're here. heading
2: uh, next year for our our next pub crawl. So if you've got nothing, nothing going on around Canada Day, that's that's where we're gonna be.
3: Where?
2: Uh, in Chicago, we're gonna gonna go over there and hang out with Scott and a few of the other guys.
3: Oh, okay, Oops. yeah, yeah, Canada Day.
2: Yeah, well, around that time, it'll be like between
0: Canada Day, Fourth of July, June thirtieth, July thirtieth,
3: next year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a
0: long ways away, but it'll come quick.
3: It's a long ways away, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and just to let you know, man, you got a lot of fans down here. A lot of fans.
3: Oh, that's pretty cool, man. That's that's nice to hear. Maybe uh, some of them know. Maybe some of them know some promoters that could bring me down there. We could do some. <laughs> we could do some <laughs> appearances and stand up there.
0: You know, I, I uh, I wrestle on the weekends like professionally, like you see on TV and all that. And I know a lot of promoters who know people, so. I'll, I'll look into it, man, and get you some names and uh, see if there's any like comedy clubs in the area.
3: It doesn't have to be comedy, man. We did most of the stuff that I did were uh, were promoted through pubs and places that brought in live entertainment.
0: okay, yeah,
3: I'd cause I go in there do. 20 minutes, a half an hour stand up, and then I'd do my evening of uh, pictures and uh, autographs and uh, shoot the shit with the patrons for the evening, and I'd stay there from you know, uh, well the band you know right through to the end. So you know, I never really, I never disrespected anybody that I that that hired me. I would stayed there for the entire evening because I didn't want to go to another bar, a more popular bar, let's say. Just because it was more popular. So um, now,
0: now like yeah. when Sam Sam came to this little bar, it was his first leg of his tour, first date, and all he did really was karaoke and hot dog eating, and he had a freaking full bar.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah. he did. I, I yeah, I, I'm sure that I could probably do the similar bars that that uh, that Sam did. I you know I just um, you know just haven't been asked, man. Just no. Nobody's come to me and said, you know, uh, we really like to have you there. I'll look around for you, man. Yeah, so. no, that'd be great, man. Uh, if something happens, uh, great, and if uh, if not, uh, yeah, it's all good. You know, I'll be all right. Right. I,
0: I, I mean, you got your big show coming up now. How many episodes are done so far? Four. For, for a sea change? Is oh that- no,
3: we, we just shot, the pilot was just shot a, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, okay. yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know when to expect it on, on television for the for the pilot. It's a two hour pilot. Um, I would assume they would want to get it out there uh, after Christmas at the latest. I would think before, but I I don't know. I mean, I don't make those kind of decisions at all. I'm just happy that I was part of it, and uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to working with the Cats. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's I know it's going to be good. So. Yeah, no, there's, it's a good, it's a great cast. Um, yeah, I, I don't see, I, I honestly, I can't imagine that it won't go to camera, you know? Right. So So looking forward to that. And then, you know, I think mid-October, I'm supposed to be in, uh, the UK for, um, Seven Locks Rocks. Uh, it's, it's on Facebook and Twitter. It's been, um, I've been tweeting it, stuff off my page. It's a rockumentary.
2: Excellent. Where where about in the UK is that?
3: I don't know. I think it's London. Oh, yeah, London.
2: Well, that's the place to be.
3: Yeah, shot in London. And then uh, so maybe maybe a couple weeks there. I just did a promotional bit for them uh, maybe two weeks ago. Um, So there's that. And then um, uh, there's some possible talk about... um, um another series uh um maybe having a a part in uh, another series in uh in the fall and um I, i'm not i'm not even going to talk about that man because that'd just be one of those things that didn't happen because i met him, so
2: so what what's going on with them um, with black bart i know that you guys were looking for the funding for that is because uh, i really enjoyed that first that first um you know the first thing you put out
3: yeah, nothing's happened with Blackbird. We've, we've looked at, you know, we've tried to find, you know, producers and, you know, that were interested. Um, I mean, that's why we shot the 16-minute, because there were seemed to be broadcasters that were interested, just nobody wanted to give us any money.
2: Uh, well, I, I just seen a lot of potential in it, especially between like th- like that argument you had with the uh, the Russian guy in the car. <laughs> that it was just it's just funny, you know. It was like it just seemed a little bit different because it was it was quite dark, and at first I didn't know where it was going to go, and then I found myself like laughing a little bit, and I was like, oh okay, and then and then the next thing you know it finished, and I was like, I was just left wanting more.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, this—you never, you never know. I mean, it's not done yet. Uh, the mere fact that it's out there, and uh, uh, I guess it, it just needs a uh, needs to go more viral. I think for that to happen, you know, and and I don't know. Maybe it's just where we've got to post it on YouTube or what it is. No, I don't know. I don't know much about how all that stuff works. Um, so I, I, you know, I. But yes, it would be nice. Um, I'm currently working with uh, Barry Dunn now on a new TV series that we're co-producing together called Cranky Cab. And, and it revolves around the taxi and limousine industry. And uh, we've, um, we've co-written, um, at this point, there's uh, a show Bible with 10 episodes. And we're going to shoot the reel for Cranky Cab. In an actual taxi uh, here in Moncton, uh, the end of September, and then uh, we've got a uh, we've got some broadcasters that are interested. So uh, we hope that um, we'll do so- We we'll, might be able to do something with that. So
2: and it's nice to know that um, that Barry's still working in the business as well, because I know he's a he's a lawyer, but I wasn't sure if he was actually still. Making stuff and directing and stuff—that's yeah, so cool. Well,
3: uh, Barry's, Barry's been has uh, been very busy. Uh, he's probably does. I mean, he's you know, yeah, he is a lawyer by by uh, definition. But uh, <laughs> I think his I think his love is still film and television and, and producing and uh, and uh, yeah, he's um, you know, Barry's always and his wife Caitlin. have always kind of been like a. Like a big brother and sister to me, so um, um, you know it's it's great to be able to work with him and uh, side by side, and um, and we're both very very hopeful that uh, Cranky Cab will um, w- will move forward. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Is we'll he
2: see. Uh, is he acting in Cranky Cab or is he just directing?
3: I'm not sure. I th- yeah, i mean it'd be great if he directed something um yeah if you wanted to take a part in it i, I don't think either one of us would disagree as producer co-producer <laughs> <about> <laughs> that. that'd, be, that'd be kind of counterproductive. kind of um so uh, you know you've got uh, you'd have you'd have myself as as the lead as the cranky cab of course and then um Uh, Or the cranky cab driver and then, you know, uh, we'd look at other other actors to fill in the other characters that we're creating that were or have created. So uh, and we've, you know, we've created some uh, pretty unusual characters for sure. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to shooting. Uh, It's uh, it's basically. um, uh, It's kind of a hybrid series where you. Would be written like Trailer Park Boys was originally, so it's a um, um, mockumentary, yep. um, intercut with real life footage of stuff that happens while I'm driving taxi. <laughs> that and sounds like a good idea. How I, I interact with you know those people that get in the car. So, <clears throat> which I think. Um, and pos- there's possibility of it being funny anyway so we'll
0: see <laughs> it sounds fun you know like we were just talking about Black Bart two things man that, that made me laugh pretty good is when you were a hitchhiking you had to sign it said uh, W Y G and I couldn't figure out what that, said, what that meant and you, you said it's pretty straightforward where are you going where you're going you know and then uh, the second part that I liked is they couldn't see you you said because you had your camouflage jacket on and i just thought that was brilliant
3: yeah yeah, i appreciate that man um yeah it's um it was fun to film uh i i often wonder what we could have done with that if we had had some real funding we put those 16 minutes together with a crew myself uh uh, my co-producer and writer Andrew Young. Um, we did that for under five grand.
2: Wow! Wow!
3: That's a lot for sixteen minutes. Yeah, we did it all for under five grand. It was uh, an impressive. Feat.
0: And then uh, a, mo- a, a movie that you were in. You were like a. Uh... A producer, music producer, producer, Blue Seduction, and that Correct. was a—that yeah, was, was a pretty intense thriller, man.
3: Stella Warren and uh, Billy Zane, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, yeah. I've heard that people really like that. I, again, I didn't watch it, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, they still play it on TV, so it can't be that bad of a movie.
0: No, it's it's actually a good thriller, man.
3: Well, that's good. I'm glad people are are liking it, that's for
0: sure. I mean, a lot, like I said, a lot of people down here, man, they enjoy your work. And, uh, as soon as your next, Scott, your, your,
2: your washing machine is so loud. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know how to tell the wife to shut that off. Uh... (laughs) You can just hear it going in the background. That's all good.
3: Yeah, no, it would be great to, uh, it would be great to do something, um, you know, and, And do a little tour into the U.S. um, of appearances, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, I know that there have been a lot, I've been contacted many, many times by a lot of fans from the U.S., and um, it's a shame that I haven't been able to uh, coordinate anything with a promoter or, you know, somebody that could help facilitate that, but, um, as yet, I, like I said, I just haven't, uh, I just don't know who to contact, and, um, and, you know, if, if there's any interest at all, you know.
0: You even hosted that, uh, that, uh, rock, like, three-day rock event in, uh, Ohio last year.
3: I did do that, yeah, yeah. And, that and,
0: and you invited, you told fun. me to come down, you told me to come down there, and, uh, and uh, see the show, and then you even told the guard, told me to tell the guard that when I get there to let let him know, and he'd let you know. And and again, man, you you are so good with your fans, that I appreciate that.
3: No, oh, hey, man, that's my pleasure. I mean, uh, you know, I I remember where I came from, buddy. Uh, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the fans, I don't know who the hell I would be without them. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of kind of what makes us who we are really is fan appreciation and those people that are out there supporting us and our careers as we move along. And um, I don't think I could ever forget where I came from and or those people that have always been there to support me. You know, if you've got the time to pick up the phone or send an email, I just I just don't know. I don't know how to not respond, you know. It takes so very little time, a lot of time. I mean, obviously, if I was inundated by email after, you know, constantly, maybe I wouldn't be able to do it as quickly. But I think I would always try to find time for the real emails, you know. I mean, you get some that are just like out there.
1: Uh, well, that's, you know,
3: obviously just, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, when you send me a, an, an email or something just to say, fuck off, I got work to do, as if I never heard the line before. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty hard for me to respond to those those things. Uh, but for people that have uh, taken the time and, uh, you know, write uh, very, you know, nice emails thanking me, Um you know, it's it's pretty hard for me not to respond to those um, in a personal way to to say thank you, extend those thanks. Um, I yeah, I just I don't I don't know how to ignore it. You know, I really don't.
2: So so talking uh, of uh, of fans, my dad, um, his name's Peter. So if you say hi to Peter, he's listening, <laughs> or he will be when it's edited. Um, he. Hi. he I, 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 <laughs> I told him that um, we were obviously going to be asking you questions, and I said, if you've got a question you want me to ask him, let me know. So he's like, okay, I'll have a think. So, like, well, three hours later, he comes back with a question, which the question's ridiculous, but I'm going to ask it anyway. All right. he, said, uh, he said, obviously, on, on the Trailer Park Boys, um, Cyrus is a bit of a ladies' man. He wants to know if you're a ladies' man in real life. That's so random.
3: <laughs> um, you know... Um <laughs> it wasn't while I was uh, wasn't while I was married, um, but uh, <laughs> you know, prior to and afterwards, I guess you know, as an athlete and or being in in uh, the business, um, obviously there there are always um, there's always women around. It's just uh, <laughs> I think the, I think the pro the real thing is just finding the right one, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just need the right one that'll just uh, settle you down. And of course, after my divorce, I um, kind of like uh, felt like I needed to um, just get back out there see yeah. if I could still ride the bike. Show your oats um, and stuff. <laughs> I can ride a bike. Still, yes. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, it's, uh, it's pretty it was pretty pretty simple going there. Um, Sometimes a little downhill, sometimes a little uphill. <laughs> I don't know, that's, uh, yeah, everything works.
0: <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah,
3: yeah I know. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Might have been a little bit more information you two guys needed. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: we do got female listeners, so that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay. so uh, speaking of like fans and all that, man, is there like, anything in your mind that pops out like crazy things fans have done for you or you
3: no know, i don't know uh you know crazy things fans have done for me uh, you know they're always very uh i've always been very generous i think a lot you know the i think the biggest uh, uh you know i guess misnomers uh, you know Met, you know, because of the character, of course. You know, every time I've ever gone away, people have always, you know, just want to know if I wanted to get stoned or or wanted to hand me drugs or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> you know, like I, you know, I needed those or something like that. There's there's been some generous people offerings uh, in that regard. That's for sure. I've I've, I've you know uh, declined uh, <laughs> declined, but. Um, uh, and or giving it away, <laughs> it was all shaking. It was uh, transferred to my hand in a handshake, and not really. <laughs> so uh, other people have uh, have, uh, have um, you know benefited from that, um, but uh, I I don't remember anything you know really offhand. People have always just been be uh, generous, you know, buy me a drink, or you know, or make sure I was taken care of, or you know, um, you know, that, you know, somebody was looking out for me while I was, you know, touring by myself. It's always a little, um, can be a little, uh, nerve wracking when you're touring from town to town and you don't know anybody and, um, you know, they all know you and you, you know what I mean? And then people yeah. are drunk. And so, you know, it's certainly, you've got the, the red alert button going and, in, inside your head and wondering you know, why they're looking at you sometimes and why they're looking at you like that and so you know it's it's always good to know that there have been people that have uh, seems like in every town I've been in or every city they uh, made sure I was well taken care of and I didn't have anything to worry about and that I'm grateful for
2: So how's your leg now? Because obviously that first time I met you was when I was filming a a night shoot in, in the city I was, I was obviously i was an extra and um i obviously remember seeing it well at first i seen before i seen you i seen the uh, the stunt double and i didn't know because I, I hadn't seen you i hadn't seen you'd injured your leg so i just seen this guy walking around dressed as you and i'm thinking yeah. who the fuck is this guy walking around I'm thinking he's <laughs> cyrus there's only one cyrus and then then it's obviously put two and two together when i seen your leg and you looked in a really bad way at the time
3: yeah, I did the whole movie. Um, yeah, my leg was in a full cast at the time when I did the third movie for Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I was, had uh, ruptured my quadricep tendon. Oh, and, uh, I had major, made major surgery on that. Oh, when it happened, I was in Vancouver on tour and uh, in Alberta. And so I was away for three weeks before I came home, and I still didn't know what was going on. It was six weeks before... I actually had the surgery, maybe maybe a little bit more, but I was I, w- I was fortunate um, uh, to find the surgeon who was um, who liked the show and was a fan of Tr- Cyrus as well. Because oddly enough, my tendon had shrunk past the point of no return, where they just say, "Good with the rest of your life with your leg," because I just Ouch. I just stayed on tour and just kept putting topical aspirin on it, and then I had to take the pain away while I did my stand-up tour and everything else I had to do and my appearances while I was out there. So, um, yeah, so... And then I did the movie, of course, and, you know, that was certainly a lot of pain in the time, too, because, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't bend my leg, you know, so it, we wore... I wore baggy uh, combat pants, and... Um, you know, they took the the seat of the Corvette off so that I could uh, sit in the Corvette, which wasn't easy anyway. Ever before, but certainly wasn't easy with with a full cast in your leg having to be yeah. and drive the car at the same time too. Right? I drove the car even though the even though the cast was on my leg. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just a bit of a trooper that way, man. You know, I, I guess I just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, um, there was no way that I was, if I could drive, I was going to drive. I didn't want, I didn't want, uh, I didn't even want the stunt double. It's just that, you know, they needed me to be there in a hurry. And I just couldn't physically get there as fast as they wanted me to get there. So, yeah. um, so, you know, um, no big deal. I think it came off all right. Um, um, I don't know that anybody really notices so much anyway, so... Um, no,
2: I don't think so. I mean, I, I was obviously aware when I was watching the film, but I was just thinking, like, geez, he's, he must be in so much pain there, and it's freezing as well, which can't be good, because it was so cold that night.
3: Yeah, no, it was cold, yeah. No, yeah, no, I was... Uh, the, yeah, well, I had, you know, they, I was taking some pretty good painkillers at the time, so I, I didn't really <laughs> have too much to worry about there. The, It was just a question of um you know being on being on top of your lines and uh and your mark and stuff like that and you know making sure that you were just taking enough just to kill the dampen the pain so that you could just still get through it and just be still alive enough so that you're not falling asleep yeah yeah yeah
0: i will uh, i'll talk to that owner of that bar that brought well they they originally brought Leahy and Randy in, and then they brought Sam in so i I know they would wanna bring you in man' you you're you're great and
3: uh that's very kind Scott. uh you know uh yeah certainly uh you, you've got my uh, thumbs up on um on anything like that if uh that's a possibility uh sure uh, go for it you, you put the tour together I'll give you your picture. <laughs>
0: dude i wouldn't even care man just you got to get down here because you know when when i when i mention your name people are like who i am michael like, osiris oh, oh damn he'd be cool he, you know and i'm like uh you know i never knew how to pronounce your last name until you just said it a little bit ago i thought it was chod and shod and then uh, yeah i was like oh i'm mispronouncing it but,
2: uh, yeah, so was I as well because I, I I listened to a few other podcasts that you that you've done, and I I had it down in my mind that it was uh, Bernie Robershaw, but but that, that's obviously how I would say it. Yeah, and then I was like listening to the way they were saying it, and they were saying like Robershaw, and I'm like I, I don't know how to say his name here because even where I'm from, we we don't say um, Bernard, we would say Bernard. So it'll be Bernard Robichaud. That's how I would say it, if it yeah. from where I'm from. But every, everything's pronounced differently here.
3: Yeah, no, I'm okay with uh, whoever it's pronounced, as long as it's close, you know, and it doesn't have shithead in the middle of it. That's, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: that's <good. laughs> we're well, all, so, you guys can call me whatever you want, man. I'm okay with that. Right on, man.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we, like, I, we know you're busy and all that, man, and we're going to wrap things up here. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll go and uh, talk to that bar or whatever, and see what I could do for you.
3: Yeah.
2: No. And he, he when he says he will, he like he will as well because he's a persistent bastard. So he'll literally <laughs> bug them until until they take notes.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. What? I appreciate that, Scott. You know, uh, whatever can be done, and you know, maybe they can help put uh, maybe they can help put a similar tour together that Sam did. I, I don't know. You know, it'd be nice to be able to go down there and do. You know, a, a, a few different venues so that everybody's happy. You know, I mean, just not just one. Or maybe I do. You know, one and it maybe if they sold it out, it's, you know, you you do a couple of nights or something to make it worthwhile for everybody. I don't know. Um, either or, you know, uh, I'll leave the ball in your court, man. Like I said, I don't know the area. I don't know what's out there. I don't know what Sam did. I don't know what Randy and Leahy did. So I, I can't. Uh, I can't really kind of you know put my finger on it uh, where or what and how to do it so um I'll, I'll leave the ball in your court man if you know some people and, and we'll go from there
0: right on man awesome and like i said even even though it's far away man june june 30th july 3rd somewhere in that time if you uh if you're in the area i don't know why you'd be in the area but if you were you're more than welcome to hang man and
3: I'm spending a lot more time in Toronto these days, so you know it's uh, it's not that far away. Uh, you know, you guys uh, just keep me in mind when that's starting to come around. You know, uh, do. I'm hoping at that point uh, we'll be doing Sea Change uh, next year, and uh, I'm hoping I'll be spending the majority of the summer filming. So um, you know, so we'll, we'll we'll see. But you know, you know, you guys keep me in mind. You know, I'm not going anywhere uh, anywhere so, fast.
2: Same with Halifax as well. If you if you're in town again and I, and I'm I'm not busy with the wife or whatever, I'll, I'll come down, man. We'll go for a drink sometime.
3: All right, sounds good, bro. Appreciate cool. That.
2: Well, thanks for your time, man. It really does mean a lot to us that you've uh, you've taken an hour out to talk to us. So thanks very much.
3: My pleasure, Gavin. Anytime, buddy. As I said, and uh, Scott, pleasure meeting you, man. And uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk soon.
0: Okay. Good, man.
3: All right.
2: Cheers, man. Take Bye. it easy. alright Have a
3: good weekend, guys.
2: You too. Cool. Bye. Right. Good
1: night. Majors Mess Hall.
0: This is Jim
1: Leahy. Really come over here. We're talking to Majors Mess Hall. You're listening to the Majors Mess Hall Podcast. So there you go. There's the interview with Benny Robershaw from Trenopop Boys. So, again, I apologize for not being in the interview. I did tell them. But, as usual, they never fucking listen to me. So I'm going to go now because I've had enough of this shit. But well, all of us will be back, if they can be bothered, from episode 26. Yeah. <laughs>